uh, during all of the COVID and the home and you're figuring stuff out and you're, you know, just in, um, not fascinated with, but just uh, entrenched in your own what you have to figure out for your home and your school and how to function. And now we're five months into this and now it's just, uh, how do I figure out how to connect with people, right? Like just the, uh, all the logistics and the safety measures and all those kinds of things have kind of found uh, equilibrium and there's a routine now. And now it's like, hey, I, I, I miss people. And I don't know if that's how you're feeling that and why more and more you are coming to church. But um, uh, I encourage if you feel that way, um, now, the, now is the task of being creative to figure out how do, we, how do we see each other, right? How do we connect? And so um, I know that's something that's close on mine and my wife's heart. And if it's on your heart, just, just call. I think you, we can capitalize on, on the weather that, I know you probably have a deck like I do that we could we could still social distance on a on a deck somewhere, right? So um, anyway, just it's good to see you guys who are here in your faces. It's, it, I'm glad you're joining with us online, um, but there is a little bit of a dist- uh, of a difference. I want to jump into the the message for today, and um, the question I'm just going to ask is, how are you listening? And uh, technology is, is, uh, is, is being burdensome this morning. So uh, that's the best way that I can describe it. Anyway, I want to play for you uh, an audio clip. And I want you to ask uh, this, the question of what do you hear uh, in this clip? Okay. Do you hear rain? What else do you hear? Huh? People talking in the background? What? A fire. You're right. The crackling of a fire. I think that's what he said. Can any of you hear the jazz music in the background? No? I played that clip um, for, for a reason this morning, because we're going to ask the question, how are you listening? And within that clip, uh, what that was the sounds of, it was a coffee shop slash restaurant on a rainy day with a fire crackling in the background. So you have the noise of people talking, you have the rain, you have the fire, you have the music being played in the background from the restaurant, Uh, occasionally heard a clank of a dish. Um, And so we listen for, excuse me, many different reasons. And really there's four main reasons that we listen. And can you guys forward the slide for me? Uh, There's appreciative listening, which is for enjoyment, right? This is why you might listen to music, uh, you might listen to the crackle of a fire. You might listen to the wind in the trees or in Cape Cod, just the, the waves a- across the beach, right? It's just you're listening because it brings you enjoyment, right? You, 
you're appreciative of what you're hearing. And then there's empathic. I think I pronounced that right. <laughs> uh, I, I keep wanting to say uh, um, something else. But anyway, anyway, this form of listening is to listen in order to identify or show mutual concern. You're listening to how can I be... Um, to identify with this person? How can I show concern? Uh, so oftentimes, uh, you might, this is the kind of listening you might have when someone's preaching. You're looking to identify with what the person is saying. Or it might be why you're listening uh, to a friend's story. You're trying to identify with them in their story. Or someone's pain, right? You're trying to show some empathy as you listen. The third form is just critical Listening. And this doesn't necessarily mean negative. Critical listening just means that you're evaluating and you're making a judgment in order to make a judgment. Uh, so critical listening may come when you're listening to a political uh, speech. And you're listening with a critical ear. You're, you're, you're seeking to, um, to evaluate what you're hearing. You're seeking to maybe make a judgment of whether you agree or disagree with this person. Or you're, oftentimes when we hear somebody's opposing argument, somebody who disagrees with us, we're listening, listening critically in order to evaluate or gather a response, right? And then the last way is, a, is comprehensive listening. And this listening is just to understand. And this is a, a learning kind of listening. It's, hopefully it's uh, when you're at school, you're, you should be listening comprehensively. You're listening to what the teacher has to say. You're listening to students' inputs. You're, you're listening to what your material is saying to you. And you're, you're gathering all this information in order to learn and to understand. It's comprehensive listening. And how you approach listening determines what you hear. Let me say that again. How you approach listening determines what you hear. You see, if you're listening critically, you're listening with the intent of trying to figure out uh, what you're hearing, to evaluate what you're hearing. If if, uh, sometimes the worship team, we we play back a a piece of the recorded uh, set that we've had, and most of the time, we're listening critically. We're not listening because we love to hear our own voices. Right? Although maybe, you know, some, but most of us are just like we're listening because we're, being, we're evaluating. We're going, hmm, I think we need to sing it in a different key, or we really need a different rhythm here, or, or you know, uh, Pastor Steve, you're really off key. You know, whatever it is, we're listening critically. But somebody else might listen to that. Differently, They might be listening to it because they enjoy it. They're seeking to identify with what we're identifying with. So what we're hearing is, our, is what we've done wrong or need to improve on. What someone else is hearing is maybe God through the music, even though we're listening to the same thing. You might be listening because you just enjoy it. So in the clip I just played, maybe you, you heard the crackle of the fire of the rain and you're like, oh, I'm just enjoying this sound. I mean, I don't know about you, but it would be very therapeutic for me to study where there's rain falling in the background and a fire crackling in the background. Like, just like set your mind in a place like, oh, right? No other, 
Like, that would be appreciative listening. But if I'm in that restaurant, I might be eavesdropping, right? And I might be in the table right next door, and I'm trying to understand what the other people are saying. So I'm listening, and I'm gathering information. I don't even hear the rain. I don't even hear the fire. I don't even hear the jazz music in the background. All I hear is this conversation, because I'm, I'm approaching it from a place of I'm trying to understand what they're saying, and all of a sudden, I don't hear anything else. You know this is true in your own life. When you, when you approach listening from one angle, the other stuff seems to fade away. So how you listen affects what you hear. Well, listening and hearing is an important topic in Scripture. And I don't always do the whole Greek word kind of thing, but I thought it was cool. Uh, the Greek word, um, akuo, is the root word for the English word acoustics, which is kind of cool. And that word <clears throat> means to hear or to listen. And any guesses at how many times it appears in just the New Testament? Throw out a number. 100. 430 times. So do you think that the word to hear or listen is important in Scripture? If, it's, if just that one form of the word, akuo, is used 430 times, not including all the other derivatives around what it, to hear or listen. So it's an important topic in Scripture. And why is it so important? Well, listening or hearing is one of the five basic senses that help our brains understand and perceive the world around us. You have five senses, right? You know what they are. We just said what they are, hearing or listening, sight, smell, touch, and taste. And all of those five senses help you function to understand the world that you live in. It's just what God gave you. He gave you five senses and you use those now, when someone's missing one of those, the other four or the other three or however many they're missing tend to get heightened because they lean on those more. But hearing, uh, seeing, smelling, touching, tasting are what we are given to understand the world around us. So what we hear influences how we understand the world around us. Right? What we hear influences how we understand the world around us, and how we listen affects what we hear. Pretty important, isn't it? If our approach to listening affects what we hear, and what we hear affects how we understand the world around us, we better listen in the right way. So, how we listen is critical to what we hear, which is critical to how you understand and perceive the world around you. Let's look at what Scripture has to say in uh, Luke chapter 9, verse 44. Jesus said this, Listen carefully to what I am about to tell you. The Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men. What approach to listening do you think Jesus is using here of our four approaches? Comprehension. Comprehension. 
Understand what I'm about to tell you. Right? So he's saying, hey, you need to listen comprehensively. Like, listen to learn. I'm not asking you to listen to evaluate me or offer a judgment. This isn't going to please your ears. I'm not asking you to listen in a pleasure kind of way. You need to listen to learn and understand. Comprehensive listening. How about... Uh, Matthew chapter 13, verse 9, which is, is all throughout Scripture, uh, many different parables. He says this, whoever has ears, let them hear. What do you think Jesus is saying when he says here? Hear what? What kind of listening is he talking about here? Comprehensive. Listen in a way to understand and he, he usually repeats this, uh, this phrase after important parables he has just shared. He who has ears, let him hear. Right? Which is the case in, in this one as well. He says it in Matthew chapter 11 and some other places. He's saying, listen. Listen to understand what this parable j- is communicating. Seek to understand. Listen in such a way to understand it. Not looking for a way to identify with it and go, oh yeah, 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 Jesus, that's what I think, do, yeah, or, or hey, that's pretty soothing, that's kind of a cool story about a sheep and a lamb that makes me feel good, you know, it, that's not the listening that Jesus is talking about, he's saying listen to understand, why, why is it critical, there's so many places when Jesus says the terms, he who has ears let them hear, or listen to what I'm about to tell you, He's always using it in a comprehensive way. Why is this so critical? Well, Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 25. If we could turn there. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. So he says, whoever hears, whoever understands what I'm telling them, and then puts them into practice, well, how many know you can't put into practice what you don't understand? So he's saying, listen, the words I'm speaking to you, listen in such a way, hear them in such a way that you understand them. Put them into practice, and the result is what? You have a strong foundation with which to build your life on. When you understand what I'm saying, and then put into practice what you just now understand. So whoever hears these words, whoever understands these words... Now look at John chapter 5, verse 24. He says this, Very truly I tell you, whoever hears my words and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but has crossed over from death to life. Whoever hears, whoever listens comprehensively, Whoever understands my words, right, and believes, 
that word belief isn't just a, a mental agreement with. Believes mean, means trusts in. So it's just, whoever understands what I'm telling you and puts their trust in what I'm telling you crosses over and has eternal life. So how important is it for us to listen in such a way to understand the world around us? It's critical. Because if we don't understand what God is telling us, what God is leading to us, how can we put these things into practice or put our trust and our hope in these things? If we're not listening in such a way to understand what God is communicating. It's critical that we approach listening to understand. Now, there are times that we're going we're gonna to love uh, you know, what we hear. Like, when we have worship, part of, part of the singing piece is we enjoy it. Right? It's, we identify with it. We're identifying with other believers. We're identifying with the words and how we feel to God. We, the, 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 hopefully for you, the, the sound, the music piece of it is, is pleasing to the ear and you're joining your hearts and you're identifying with and you're offering that in praise to God, it's, it's fantastic. And obviously there's times that we need to have empathy and listen with a voice to, to, to do that and be that way. But when it comes to, to living our life and why this is critical, it's we have to listen comprehensively to learn and to understand. Now what happens if we don't listen in this way? What if we just, hey, uh, you know, I show up, whether it's a preached sermon or a conversation or any of those kinds of things, and I have my ideas, and I'm listening to see if they agree with my ideas. What happens if we listen in that way? Well, in Isaiah chapter 30, verses 10 and 11, the prophet Isaiah is saying, hey, this is, he's prophesying that this is what we are, uh, what they're saying. He says, they say to the seers, See no more visions. And to the prophets, give us no more visions of what is right. Tell us pleasant things. Prophesy illusions. Verse 11. Leave this way, get off this path, and stop confronting us with the Holy One of Israel. Isaiah is saying, hey, this is what this generation is doing at the time he's prophesying. You're saying, hey, tell us things we want to hear. Tell us pleasing things. Stop telling us this whole holy one of God of Israel kind of stuff. So they, did, they didn't want to listen to learn and understand. They only wanted to hear what they appreciated. And we know, the course, what happened to Israel, right? They, were, they strayed from the Lord, and then God allowed them to be uh, uh, captured, and, and the temple in Jerusalem destroyed, and the people spread out through Babylon, and, and, uh, and those things, they were destroyed as a people group. But it started. They no longer were listening comprehensively. They only wanted to hear what they liked and they identified with. Tell us what's pleasing to our ears. And then in the New Testament, we see something very similar. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3 through 4. Paul writes to Timothy this, and he says, For the time will come when people will not put up... Guys, I need you to change it for me, please. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine... 
Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. So he says, hey, there's, gonna, there's coming a day, and obviously every one of us in here can identify with this, that people are going to turn their ears, don't, tell me what I want to hear, my itching ears. Don't, don't tell me all this stuff about, you know, sin and death and resurrection and just, you make me feel bad. So I'm going to go listen to somebody who tells me what I want to hear. I'm not going to listen comprehensively. I'm going to listen to what makes me feel good. I'm going to listen to the things that I identify with. And and the rest of it I'm just going to neglect. And so I'm just going to go find somebody who's going to tell me what I want to hear and take that as truth. Well, again, Paul writes about the effects of this turning from God in Romans chapter 1, verse 28. If we could turn there. He says this, Furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind so that they do what ought not to be done. So when we, when we listen in such a way with to, uh, to uh, in a critical way, to evaluate, hmm, is this what I think? Or when we listen in such a way that's appreciative that I only want to hear what I like to hear, and we don't approach God by listening comprehensively. Now, let me pause here because when, when we're having conversations with other believers or other people who are not believers, sometimes you have to listen with a critical ear. You can't just take everything. I mean, you should have a piece that you're listening to understand what they're trying to say. But you're not, sometimes you have to have a little critical and evaluate, are they saying this right or wrong? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when we approach God. When When we're seeking to listen and to hear from God, it's comprehensive. We don't try to see if what God is saying fits what we think. Or what we want it to say. We say, no, no, I'm approaching God, I'm I'm approaching your word, I'm approaching you to learn, to understand what you think, not how it lines up with mine. So the effect of this is when we don't think this way, our minds become depraved, meaning our minds continue to drift farther and farther and farther away from, from God's order and God's truth and what God says, and it results in us doing things that we ought not to do. You say, well, who says I, I ought not to do that? So, well, God says that. And God determines right, wrong, the order of the universe. And so it's not whether I think you ought to or do that or, or, or do that. It's what God says. It's critical that we listen in such a way to understand Think of uh, James chapter 1, verse 19. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Uh, Interpretation for that, my grandma used to say, uh, listen, you have uh, two ears and one mouth. 
so that you can listen twice as much as you talk, right? That used to be grandma's old, uh, like, shut up and listen kind of comment, but being grammarly nice, you know? So, (laughs) grandmas have that effect, don't they? Like, they can, like, slap you while smiling at you, and and you still love them, which is the prerogative of a grandma, right? It's so... (laughs) And so, we... We need to approach listening to God and understand the ways of God so, so that we can respond appropriately in a comprehensive way. So, how do we listen to understand? When Jesus makes the statement, whoever has ears, let them hear, uh, he's indicating a couple of things. He's indicating that there is something that you don't know. Something that's not clear. Something that may have escaped you. Whoever has ears, let them hear. What I'm about to tell you is important. He's he's insinuating that, hey, I'm about to communicate something that you need to understand. Let's reverse that. You don't understand this. Listen up. Right? I mean, that's what Jesus is saying. You don't understand this. Listen up. And then he's, it's also a challenge to understand. He's not just saying, hey, 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 uh, dummy, you don't, you don't got this. Right? That's not Jesus. He's saying, he's saying, hey, listen, this is something you don't understand, but I'm challenging you now to understand it. So what does this require for us to understand? One, it's the opening, openness to receive new and surprising truth. Okay? Temporarily suspend your thoughts, judgments, biases, conclusions, degrees, expertise, uh, all of those other things that in your own mind create this platform for you that you know it all. Or that you think we know something about something. And I'll tell you, this piece gets difficult for me and the more educated I become about Scripture. I'm just being honest. I, I, I read this Bible cover to cover every year. Okay? I've been the pastor here almost 13 years. And I, I did that before as a pastor. So I've at least read this cover to cover in my devotional time at least 13 times. How many know when you read a book more than 13 times, you get to certain pieces and you go, oh yeah, know that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? It, it just... But God says, listen, if you have ears to listen, suspend all the things you think you know. It doesn't mean forget them. It doesn't mean throw them away. It just temporarily suspend them. Like, hey, I think I know this about this, but I'm listening to understand more. And that's not just in the reading of our scripture, but that's as we approach him and all things him, we... We just have this, uh, you know, we, we form opinions based on our experiences, based on our education, based on our culture, based on a lot of things. And the older we get, the more solid those opinions become. Well, you know, when you're a teenager, you kind of think you know everything. And then you go through a season where you don't know anything. And then you know everything again. And anyway, it's just, but all human beings, regardless of age, 
see the world through their experience. And when we're open to receive something new, we suspend those things temporarily. We say, I'm just putting those on hold and I'm listening with a fresh set of ears or a fresh heart. It's critical. Second thing we need to do is we need to focus. Listening requires focus. So don't multitask. Turn off your phone, your TV, or your computer. There are seasons I have to go back to reading my devotional life old school. Because you know when I'm... I mean, it's wonderful that I can take the Bible anywhere I want to go, but when I'm... It never fails. In the middle of my devotion, all of a sudden I get a notification. Oh, so-and-so, or a phone call. Or, and then I'm like, oh, should I get that? Shouldn't I get that? I see the text, I'm like... That's not what I wanted to hear. And your mind starts going off on, my focus is gone. The focus is gone. Remove distractions. Hone in on the person that you're learning from, whether it's scripture, whether it's your prayer time. Uh, You've you've just got to work on focusing, which is getting incredibly difficult in our age. It's not necessarily a generational thing, but so much information comes at us so fast by necessity we've learned to to bounce in order to absorb it all. And uh, if you really want to listen, you have to focus. You got to remove the distractions. You got to hone in. Stop multitasking. um, Focus. Third thing, if you're going to listen to understand, you have to seek clarity. What do I mean by that? I mean, Ask yourself, is there anything of what I'm hearing that's confusing, that conflicts, that I don't understand? And then ask questions or gather more information to seek clarity so your mind goes, uh, sometimes if you're having a conversation, you might have to ask a question back. Uh, Did I hear you say this? And person, no, I didn't say that. Like, okay, okay, well, that's what I heard, so help me, because, right? And so it requires seeking clarity. Pay attention to, that doesn't make sense. Scripture says this, but I saw this. What in the world? Right? Well, that might require some more investigation to seek clarity. Lastly, four things. Fourth thing I alluded to a minute ago is take yourself out of the story. You say, what do you mean take myself out of the story? We, we need to look at it from God's perspective. We need to look at it from the person in the story's perspective, not my perspective. I mean, this is a huge trap for, for people when we're reading scripture because some of these things were culturally uh, motivated uh, 2,000 plus years ago. Right? The, the, the newest thing that you read about happened 2,000 years ago. Do you think culture has changed in 2,000 years? Probably so. So oftentimes we have to put ourselves in the story to understand, okay, uh, when Jesus said this, he was talking to farmers, not urban people who work in a cubicle. Right? No, I'm sorry. Yeah, I said urban, right? Okay. Sometimes I get that confused. Urban and rural. I say it in the wrong context sometimes. He, was ta- he may have been talking to a shepherd who lives with his sheep out in the field. 
And so they would naturally have an understanding about what Jesus was saying than you and I do, who I bet you some of you have never slept in a field. Right? So how could, so you kind of have to say, well, what do you mean he slept in a field? Maybe I need to learn what it's like to sleep in a field and then read this again. And then there's a different clarity and understanding. So we, we have to remove ourselves sometimes and put ourselves in somebody else's shoes. How we listen is cr- uh, critical to what we hear. How are you listening? How are you listening? Can I tell you, this principle is true with your communication with God and your spirituality, and it's true for your, your brothers and sisters. We live in a time when everyone has an opinion and is screaming to be heard, and no one is listening, or very few people are listening. They might be listening because they want to identify with that person. Yeah, 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 what they say is right. Yeah, yeah, I'm listening to that person because they affirm what I already think and believe. Or they're thinking critically, how can I tear that person's opinion apart? Or how can I formulate a response? But very few people are listening to understand what's going on around them or to understand what's going on in an individual's life. I love... uh, I think Christians, too, are most susceptible to this because of the good news. We, we, we believe, we feel we've got the answer. We do have the answer. But Dietrich Bonhoeffer, if you could go to his, his clip, said this, Christians so often think they must always contribute something when they are in the company of others, that this is the one service they have to render. They forget that listening can be a greater service than speaking. Let that sink in for a minute. We're so quick to talk. And how can, we, how can we come up with a solution or a response if we don't understand what was said or what is being said? Whether that's by God or whether it's by, by our brothers or sisters, our family members. Many of the issues that we face politically, racially, medically, relationally, could be overcome if we would take the time to listen comprehensively and seek to understand instead of form an opinion. Seek to understand instead of reaffirming what I already think. And this, this is where the church is called to. Because listening is loving. Think of what it takes to listen comprehensively, to understand to the people around you, especially those who are different than you. It takes patience, doesn't it? It takes kindness. There's a level of gentleness involved, right? It takes some self-control because you have to suspend your own judgments and your own opinions and your own biases. You can't keep a record of all all the things that you think are wrong and right. You have to suspend that for a minute. 
You have to stick with it if you really want to understand. It's some long suffering. It's, it's work. It's hard work. Well, geez, love is patient. Love is kind. Love is gentle. It's, it's not self-seeking. It keeps no records of wrong. Like, listening is loving. And this is where the church should be leading the charge, not only in our relationship with God to understand his heart and what he says so that we can then form our lives around that instead of just only listening to what we like about what God has to say and rejecting the rest, which leads to a depraved mind. And then we cry and we complain about the consequences of the depravity around us when we let it there ourselves because we don't want to listen comprehensively. There's another reason we should listen to our brother and sister. Uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer goes on in his quote and he says this, he who can no longer listen to his brother will soon no longer be listening to God either. You see, when we lose the ability to, to listen in a way to understand the person that we can see, how in the world can we listen to a God we can't see in the same way. It's the same skill. And God gave you and me to each other to help us hone some of our skills, right? So when I'm patient and I don't talk over you, like when you're talking and then I just all of a sudden start talking while you're talking, like, it's a great indicator that you're not listening. Right? Or uh, it was going to be in the zip clip uh, because we zip had some of these things. If I'm talking to you and you're quiet and you're listening, but then your response is something completely different, like, hey, how's the weather? What about them Red Sox? Okay? You weren't listening. How are we listening? It matters. It matters in your relationship with God. It matters in your understanding because if, if you have to put your hope and trust in what you understand about God, if you're not listening and your understanding is not what's true about God and you're putting hope in what's not true, that's a false hope. We must listen to God to understand. If we're not listening to our brothers and sisters, the people that we share the same space with, how can we ever think that we're going to have unity, and we're going to have peace in our relationships if we refuse to listen? Listening and agreeing are two different things. Right? I can listen to you and respect and hear you and still not agree with you. But I have loved you enough to listen and given you the respect that you're due. Um, we can have conversations and I can expect that now you're going to listen to me and, and now there's this mutual listening. And, and guess what? I've, I rarely have seen instances where two parties are truly listening to each other and, and common ground is not found. 
It takes a really evil person to really, really listen to the the heart of another individual and then say, I don't care. I'm having it my way. That person needs Jesus. Which is why the church has an incredible opportunity before us to be people who listen because listening is loving. We love people by listening. And I know I'll probably get called on the carpet on this at some point this week or next because I was busy and I was running here and here and there and somebody was, and I didn't listen. And I missed something. I'm susceptible to it too. I'm not, I'm not superhuman man that doesn't do this, but it has to be in our desire to listen comprehensively to the Lord so that we understand what he's saying and to each other so that we can love each other well. I just want to close and ask you the question, how are you listening? Because listening affects what you hear. And what you hear affects how you understand the world around you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, for so many things. We could spend the rest of the afternoon listing them. We thank you for your son that came and died for us and set a path for our restoration back to you. Lord, we ask for a listening ear, a heart and a mind that that seeks to understand what you're communicating to us. That we would know the truth and that, that we could lean on that and put our hope and our faith and our trust in what is true. Lord, give us that kind of ear and that kind of heart and that kind of desire. And Lord, may it not stop with you. May it overflow into the people around us. May we, may we have a desire to really hear and listen. For how can we do anything? How can we form our own opinions or judgments? How can we step in and help if we're not even understanding what we hear? So Lord, help us to listen. Help us to suspend our judgments. Help us to show patience, how to, how to be kind and gentle and and have a stick with itness. Lord, may your Holy Spirit give us what you said in your word, ears to hear. Lord, we, we love you. We're here today. We're signing online because you've touched our lives and we want to know more and hear more. And, and Lord, I pray that you would fill our lives with all of you. Fill us, Lord, with your spirit and your presence. Lead us and guide us in your ways. Strengthen and encourage, Lord. We ask in your holy name. Amen. Amen. It's great to see you. Those of you online, uh, God bless you. We'll we'll see you next week. Uh, Thank you. For those that are here, if you could give us a little bit of help um, where you're seated, there's a little sandwich baggie with a Lysol 
wipe in there. We're just asking if you could help wipe down the hard surfaces just in your area. Um, that, will, that will aid our volunteers in the cleanup afterwards. And then there's a, a trash can on your way out the door uh, for you to throw it away in. Been really good to see you guys. Um,
Baby, let's stay home tonight. We can put a couple records on. We can build a fire, alright. Maybe we can dance till dawn. Everything will be just fine. Don't even have to put clothes on. I can keep you warm inside. Baby, let's stay home tonight. Lately, we've been walking in a straight line, doing our own thing. Never seen the fight time. We've been going down, down, making reservations, but maybe we just slow down. See where it can take us, baby. Let's stay home tonight. We can put a couple records on. We can build a fire, alright. Maybe we can dance till dawn. Everything will be just fine. Don't even have to put clothes on. I can keep you warm inside, baby. Let's stay home tonight. Decisions define my faults 
suspicion to no one should ever love me like you do.
Into the 